0: That's great. Awesome. Cool, man. Have you done any podcasts before?
1: I did one, but it was uh virtually, so it's like I'm excited to be here and like in person and like go through this entire process cuz it's like it's new, right? Yeah, and it's you once you see people do it a lot, you're like kind of like, well, you know, we're seeing I'm seeing it from through the lens. Right. Whereas like being in the moment and having that conversation and like seeing other people's reaction in real time is like I think an experience in itself and to you know put yourself in these situations it's like incredibly like um experiential because you're i firmly believe that you have to be able to like talk about your beliefs and and perspectives and just be confident in it like and what move this a little bit closer to your face here you can pull on it it won't break perfect yeah just
0: like a little bit you know right
1: Uh, pull it right up there yeah there There we go yeah yeah now we can hear you in there yeah um, but no, I'm incredibly excited, incredibly happy to be here because it's like the same thing. Why I started with like academia is to refine my thoughts and how do I how do I process them and how do I, um, you know, articulate it in a way that's not only the digestible but also can be um, retooled and evolve. And it's um, been quite the process for sure.
0: Cool, man. That's a great. Uh great lens to be looking through really i mean the perspective you know to have that you know awareness is is awesome how to like retool your thoughts and and collect them up and you know i've definitely been you know working on that myself just like from a personal standpoint too like because we get so much stuff thrown at us all the time that it's just like oh sometimes it gets overwhelming and you just really have to kind of learn how to weed through all that and and cope but um why don't we just jump right into it and yes. you know uh thanks for coming out yeah. um why don't we start right out with uh you know welcome you on here brady paul and uh yeah let's go tell the viewers uh, who is brady paul like what's he all about where are you from
1: well i'm uh, originally from uh Cedensis, which is saint mary's first nation in new brunswick uh i'm a member of the willist nation um i'm a which means people of the beautiful river um, um we share the province of New Brunswick with the Mi'kmaq nation. So there's like a huge misconception where, um, you know, due to provincial borders, like Mi'kmaq is just Nova Scotia. No, it's like half of New Brunswick and then PEI and Newfoundland. And, and so we share that territory with uh, uh, the Mi'kmaq and we make up what's called the Wabanaki Confederacy, um, which means people of the Don and along with the Penobscot, Abenaki and Passamaquoddy people. And that stems down into Maine. And so um, my community, I actually have, my nation and my some of my communities are in Maine and in Quebec. So, by all means, like the borders that you know, it's kind of challenging when you talk about indigenous policy when it's like we are actually across multiple borders.
0: Right. So and, you're
1: not provincial per se. Like you
0: can't be like these. You know.
1: Yeah. And so it's you know, well, I grew my whole grew up my whole life in community. Um, you know, from being born, I was taught in community. Um, my entire family and you know, my life is a big part of my life is always there. Right. Um, and that's home. Um, that's where every single one of my community members and my family is from. And, um, growing up in that environment, it's definitely was a challenge by all means, but that's everywhere. Like it's, um, you know, the things that, you know, either experienced or seen like, um, to a degree, like, yes, in some, in some dimensions were you know unacceptable in other dimensions that you would It'd be like it's a normal life, and I mean, I'm grateful for like my mother who, throughout all that time, was able to keep me, um, on the right path. And so she was an educator, high value in education, right? Um, so she was my kindergarten teacher. She taught in community for thirty years. Um, so she's taught all within the community. Yeah. So she was a kindergarten teacher for St. Mary's First Nation, taught strictly for the Indigenous um, population there. Yeah. Yeah. Served the community and, um, you know, taught my siblings all my friends she's now teaching grandkids of like my like she's t- she's, she's still doing it yeah so she's uh, waiting i believe until my niece who's just born recently so until when she's through she'll be the last well, that's the last one of our family she'll probably teach man she's a great lady oh she's a she's a she's a special person before because she also served in community as a counselor for 20 years as well right and she retired as a counselor so she didn't lose her election she was like no i'm not running no more I'm done, I've done my. She just stepped down kind yeah, of type of thing. Yeah, and just cool. and kind of like Frank Sinatra, I'm like I'm just going to step away for a moment and like right. not get beat out or like, you know, it wasn't of a, a testament to like the work she couldn't do. She was just a sort of a well-respected lady in the community. Oh, like someone who, you know, knew what the job is for and served the community on multiple dimensions and then, um, you know, watching that and but like having that instilled in me like, Mm. education's important um you gotta have those people yeah and that ultimately led me to um you know going to high school and like having just that foundation Is like no she didn't have to get me up like i would go i would get myself there and you know being a single mother and until my stepfather stepped in and came into our lives like you know she i was like i always thought it's like what's the less i can do to burden her right Um, you know sometimes i didn't abide by that you know you know and and i learned that and Um, but now it's like all those things I reflect on and now, um, are the ways I operate in life. And so really that foundation found me to be successful in academics, um, had a foundation of how to, you know, why it's important. And also, um, athletics was a big component of that. And so, you know, playing hockey and stuff like that, but in high school, like We met at the tower at St. Mary's over 10 years ago. now. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the thing. Right. And like at that time you know if i didn't pursue football if i didn't do well enough to school that to be admitted into post-secondary like that relationship or that network wouldn't have been open to me you yeah. and even if i didn't transfer from acadia and so um was really um you know it was such an opportunity because if i didn't have football i would have probably went to university of New brunswick mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have done as well because i wouldn't have had that um I wouldn't have had that kind of um accountability to, you know, go to class, maintain an average. Right. Um that structure which I um carry with me now, like everything's you know, it's mali- it's kind of just in malicious in its sense where it's like it keeps me like I don't have to think. I just know what I do every day. Structured. Uh, oh, oh yeah. I needed it. I oh, I thrived in it. And at the time I I, I should have leaned into it to it more. But you know, you're there. You're young, and you know. Yeah,
0: you uh, get out of the things and yeah. attractions. I mean, I wasn't the same guy ten years ago oh. when we met. To today, is two different people. I mean, not totally, but like, where you refine your, you know, yourself to.
1: And that's the thing. It's like improve, I, and you're yeah. better. And I would never want to be the same person who I was. No, never. That'd yeah. be terrifying. And so, um, you know, finished uh, up at SMU um, through education. Uh, was happy and very proud that I graduated. What'd you graduate with? What was um, your what'd you pursue a Bachelor of Arts with a major in history. Um and it's kind of funny because, you know, everyone's like, Why are you taking the history? Or like, what are you gonna do with that? And I was like, I don't know. Like but You yeah. just knew that's what you wanted. Well I originally went to K- for Ken and then, you know, we've had that kind of uh, you know, strength-based background yeah like powerlifting, yeah yeah you did the football and all the strength training and i was like i want to learn more so i can get better at football right and i was like and then once you kind of like look into it and they're like i was like you're not talking about like like i was like louis simmons and i was really into that at a younger age and so it's like but we're not doing that here and i was like why not and Mm. and i was like well if you're i'm not going to go into learn something like anatomy it's like i know dorsey plantar flexion i know what the ham i know that. I was like, well, let me just re- learn that. And that kind of, like, allowed me to learn and refine something, things that I'm interested in, um, that process of learning. And so um, why I gravitated to history was, you know, growing up in a First Nation community, I wanted to understand more, like, why this is the way it is. It's like this has never been this whole time. And, like, you know, seeing people battle issues, seeing people, you know, losing people, mm-hmm. um you know, having people who, you know, understand my family much more. I understand my father much more. Right. Um, because they were raised in a different environment, um, but also subject to so much more. Right. And now like, you know, something about my mother was like, you know, we didn't talk about it, but she was like, she went to Indian day school and we just started talking about it more and telling more stories. And it's like, yeah, I understand why we're not like a very, uh, like I'm not a very affectionate person right and like you know me and my mom and stuff it's like all right yep yeah, see it and a quick hug and yeah like, yeah we yeah. can part ways and but like you know we i knew she never loved me less but it was just you know sometimes we're just not a very vocal family and it's like yeah man well, you know what like
0: back at my place too where i grew up it wasn't like it wasn't like a super lovey-dovey like you know like on my wife's side like they throw it around all the time and in me it was just not a common like probably never said actually yeah. like you know like my grandmother like, on dad's side, just started saying it, but, like, she's, you know, she's getting old, like, maybe she's starting to think, like, you know, I gotta start saying this stuff. Gotta let right. them know. Right? You know, because it was, like, you know, you know, in, in relative to our upbringing, it was, like, you know, we had pretty high standards, and it was, like, it was pretty tough, like, to, you know, meet those standards and stuff, so.
1: Well, just to, uh, you know, be the best version of yourself, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, learning, you know, like now I understand. It's like when I left the house, I wasn't a reflection. It wasn't me. Right. It was a reflection of my mother.
0: Well, we all are until we can figure ourselves
1: out, right? And it's just like, and I understand it now. It's like, you know, looking back, it's like you know, at that environment, you know, social services had a big, you know, eye on our community. It's like, you know, yeah, like I never wanted to go to school and be like that phone call. To my mom like, why is your son looking raggedy or right? Um, right. it's like you know that, and that's real. Like we deal with that on a daily. It's like, you know people coming like is your son malnourished like what are you talking about like right so they're just looking well it's like in new brunswick particularly for a while like they got their funding based on how many kids they took oh and like you know that doesn't work it you have to you know that's the child did nothing it's you know the parents that need help and they're not bad parents and when you kind of had that model it's like we're going to take that part of you and like again that's kind of the same approach that they did with like residential schools you know, they're taking their kids because they're not adequate enough as parents they're not learning to but this. they're not
0: providing the parents anything to become adequate yeah and or, to, or to or just telling them they're wrong
1: and like your child will be better and then you create this rift and dynamic and community so it's it's uh in, as i've went through this path of not only dissecting the past um, but also dissecting it through my lens of right. an indigenous person to s- want to view it from that perspective, and mm. and as you know, throughout my time, it's like even reflecting on high school, it's like you realize that like Canadian history and indigenous history are the same thing, right? And that the, it's, it's all a- together. It's actually the foundation. It's like that relationship That's where it started, right? Is the it sh- that should be what everyone unites in front of, like that should be our guiding principles like we are built this country was not founded it was built upon a mutual relationship of respect and um and humility and coexistence and not founded it wasn't you know it's, it's the thing it's like you you realize like the cana- word for canada is uh, derived from the Huron word which means settlement and so um when you refer to canadians as settlers it actually is when you translate it so when you go to the root word it's like you know no, canadians are by definition settlers mm. um, and that's why i never can cons- i am not canadian i'm most awake right there's a difference because you're not a settler by Uh, heritage um i or ancestry i but i live it too right like i speak the language i Mm -hmm. practice i i'm on a journey now that's uh, very challenging and but i'm on the process of requiring more and understanding more traditional aspects and ceremony and um how does that essentially guide me through hard times because um i had some very like I would say non-productive ways of addressing issues. Sure. I think we've all had those. And now that I'm older, I understand how these are in place to help us and guide us. And this is the way we were intended to live. Um, and I wanted to embody that. And so going you know, forward, it's having that pride of, you know, knowing where I'm from, who I am and what my, you know, what people ultimately died for to preserve for me is like incredible. And how do I repay that? That's and scary. that means of just being proud of who I am. It's not a, it's not a disability of being indigenous. It's not, it's not a barrier. we am No, we're descendants of warriors and very proud, noble people. And that was taken away from us. Mm. And now it's like portrayed as something different. It's like, no, we, and I, that was one of the great gifts I was had the opportunity to, to do when I worked with St. Mary's It was, was you know, help other young indigenous people, you know, like, no, it's a we're proud people. We're strong. We're we we are resilient by definition. We are the definition of resilience and you know, it should never hold like I hid it for a long time. Like I wouldn't speak the language when I was away. Oh. Um, um when you're encountered with things, I'm like I'm like <laughs> it was weird because it's some people are like, Oh, you're like the first indigenous person I met. I'm like, I know like thousands. Like we're still alive, you know that, right? Like it's right. And you know,
0: I'm, I'm. So you felt like you had to hide part of yourself from people.
1: That's a shame. Um, Well, it's not necessarily. And in, in to just like go along with some things. And it's like, yeah, because it's like. Because it's like the it's societal draining. norm, I guess. It it still is. and But it's so draining to having to like unpack stuff. So it's like, right. that was a Because this isn't who you are and you're forced to conform yeah. or you feel like you have to. Or it'd be two people. And right. so it's like, I would have to like front and project something that wasn't you know who i was and then i would have to like go home to recharge and then but also then it's in community i'm like like why are you upset or like what's bothering Mm -hmm. you i'm like you don't understand it either because i'm living a life that you don't comprehend and so i was like in no man's land for a bit so you spoke of some like hurdles
0: like growing up are are these some of those hurdles like that you're talking about like you felt like when you're younger you had to (laughs) well
1: it's, it's just like once i left community it's like that's not normal Mm. And I want to understand why, right? And, and now I, I completely understand it. And I used to have like anger towards my father mm. for the choices he made, and I was like, he doesn't know better. And I, now I know that why. Right. And now it's like I let a part of that was a big piece I carried with me, right? And like, had a lot of things like not being able to form, you know, true relationships, always having my guard up, and right. And that it took some time to address those, and 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 it all came through learning. It all came through diving into this. Um, aspect of history um, that has been hidden and for right reason because you know the more I gather the more I look at it through you know I, I always have my base in that history in that time but then when I go and learn about different components of history so looking at you know Japanese history and then their imperialistic nature and what they done um, looking at World War II um, looking at the you know different atrocities that happened through history um this is on par with that. And like the scary thing is, it's still going on. Mm. Um, you know, when I found it kind of ironic when Justin Trudeau condemned Russia for, you know, annexing territory. Mm. But when you realize that, and particularly like in the Atlantic region, you know, based upon our treaty system, um, settlers annexed our land. It's the same thing. But why do you condemn one? But when you, if you're openly condemning it, you have to then get your house in order before you condemn someone. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot
0: of controversial, probably, you know, stuff we could get into for what oh. he's done and said, and uh, oh, you know, it's a, but it's going on for years, right? And no one yeah. looks
1: at it like that. Where well, it's like, I
0: think people just like to turn a blind eye, and they don't want to, you know, don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. Don't wanna, you know, hey, well, that's you what know. we all have a part in this. It's We're a, just like, oh, oh uh, adversity, go the other way. Yeah, adversity, go up. Oh, no. No yeah. adversity, like everybody's just soft. They don't want to face anything head on,
1: and you know and that's our that's uh, not necessarily like the issue, but I find it's like it's that lack of like way we view history and, and education, and we approach it. It leads to a lot of um, mis uh, misconceptions, right? And that you know, as we'll delve into some other things as we proceed, it's you know these are these are very much real. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, when people are like. You know, some politicians are like, I don't want to commit political, su- like, political suicide in like advancing this type of agenda or like approaching this problem. It's like, well, then you realize that like, your your, you know, political career is valuable in someone's life. Do you feel that that's the hurdle that their career
0: is going to be in jeopardy if they try and push some of these things along? And that's where people yeah. aren't
1: doing it. Like they're just well, it's it's like taking the, their livelihood over the lives of. Well it's like several others. Case in point is like in New Brunswick with Blaine Higgs, he's fearmongering the the settler population and saying that like, you know, indigenous Aboriginal title or land claim will impact like your home. It's like, no, we're not taking other people's homes. That's colonialism. What we're what we're trying to reaffirm is that yes, this mm-hmm. land is have, we have claim to this and how do we share it in mm-hmm. terms of moving forward and from the lens of the government, not the citizen and that was you know very inappropriate for that um party to do in that institution because what it does is it portrays us as people who are either money hungry money hungry or you know everybody is though. Well, that's that's the capital that's the capitalist right? and, and precisely and, and he even raised points of like in terms of a tax revenue sharing agreement in New Brunswick, he was upset that, you know, when the deal was signed in 1999, um, it only generated $24,000 in revenue. Um, and that's and at least this recent year until it was scrapped recently, it generated $44 Oh. Well, and so then he. It's a big increase. Uh, and then now it's like, oh, uh, that should be going to uh, fund off our, the provincial programs. Mm. It's like, but we made that money. And then, particularly with like Madawaska First Nation, it's like they they make a lot of money because they're close to the border. And I was like, they're like, that's not fair. And it's like, but you placed our reserve there. You put us there. Right. We didn't and, choose. No. And so now you're mad and you want to go back on your deal? That seems kind of hypocritical. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of that
0: going on. <sighs> I mean, it's like Rob Peter to pay Paul. And then it's like, oh. Well, that's too good. we want it back now.
1: And it's like a misconception too. It's like that money doesn't go to one community. It gets dispersed through our nation and um, goes to actually supplement the inadequate funding from the Fed government right. So it sounds
0: like you guys are actually using money properly, whereas our government just takes our money and spends it on what they feel like they should. Sorry, maybe I'm over.
1: Uh, not necessarily because I still we are still like we're operating in a model of government that was never designed by us okay so it's like through the Indian Act and so we never can you elaborate on that and so what and is today. the Indian Act for people that wouldn't know about it okay so uh, about 10 years after Confederation um, so what it be uh, sorry if that's this is no, off. no it's so in, in you know if Canada was became a nation in uh, 1886
0: or? I think somewhere around I'd have to go hey Google when did Canada become a nation July 1st 1867
1: 1867
0: on the website, take that jamie yeah <laughs> jamie. um okay google stop
1: <laughs> and so 10 years later there was a piece of legislation called the indian act um and what it outlined was essentially given it, it, assert, it asserted the, Fe, the crown or the canadian government the authority over indigenous people's everyday life um, and that means how we are governed where we live everything um in terms of who got status what does it mean to have status and so there's like components of it that are assimilatory um sexist and that we're still living in like that document is still in place um but within that it's like we have a right to have a local band and chief and council but it used to be um, illegal for other communities to get lawyers to file land claims it was illegal for us uh you know to practice our culture it was, there were simply components of it that didn't allow us to have Maui or Pow um, Can you, what are those? Sorry for my so own So a Maui or a, a Pow is essentially like, you know, a gathering okay. um, mm-hmm. where we come and, you know, celebrate, you know, life together, mm-hmm. share dance, ceremony, song. Um, we just come together as communities and it's a way to um, share our culture. Um, but indigenous people come across all over Turtle Island or North America to, take part in this and it's a part of like um selling our our gifts of art and song and dance and um, this is not allowed it used to not be and so there was a up until like 1955 and there's a particular reason for that but and within that you know the government states that like who can run? it used to be like only men can run for council only men can be chief and right um or like um very similar to our yeah yeah and like um even like um there was a component of it like a white man can't run for council, but he could run for chief. Um, and so that was a way for, you know, cause that's something like that the, that the um, Japanese did, um, when they colonized and imperial their imperialistic era of the Pacific. Um, and that's why you see like in Korea, um, they would actually oppress the people by not putting them in leadership positions and not having them hone that skill to then pass it on. And so like, that's why you see like when they divided the country, they, were, so they created that vacuum. right? Um, and so it's like that was able for the spread of communism and all those things and dictatorships, but, you know, not to get off topic, but that's a kind of yeah, like... a whole uh, other bag, of, that's bag of worms, going, right? Um, potentially going with like my PhD if I pursue it is like colonialism at a global scale. Okay. Um, which is like quite interesting, but, um, you know, that piece of legislation which is still enacted um, outlines what the government has to do in terms of like... Because we're still considered wards of the state. Like... Um, you know we're still like not dependents and it's like how do we get ourselves out from that so um essentially you know to circle back it's you know the way we govern is has was predetermined for us like we were denied the opportunity to form your own form our own political system mm-hmm. perform our develop our own economy um our own diplomatic relations um and like having that kind of foundation so it's like essentially it, it was a piece of legislation that it, enabled the federal government to establish the reserve system to segregate us geographically from our other nations. So it's like, it created a lot of things. And it actually gave them the authority to operate and run residential schools. So um, the the main intention of that, that act and that system was to, you know, we were considered the white man's burden, or, you know, the Indian problem, as Sir John A. put it. Um, and it was mains to assimilate us because at the time indigenous status was linked to practicing your culture and language and so by definition they found that process to you know if you no longer speak your language and you no longer practice your culture you are assimilated you are now canadian so then you therefore you don't have status right and then so then so there's like a way to work it out you, and almost. then therefore if there's no status indigenous people or status mm-hmm. indians those treaties that were signed are no longer well there's like there's no other people to claim that right and then then they have all that land that was the because like once you see a confederation that western expansion was a huge component because there was a fear of the americans coming up and yeah so that's where you say it's been like
0: systematized yeah you know it's all kind of working guys out of the you know out of your heritage and and your ancestry and your you know
1: it was two-pronged it was like the cultural side and it's like Mm. particularly like and for women um, like say indigenous women, if they married a non-indigenous man, it's just lost her status. Right. But if a man married a non-indigenous woman, he could actually give her status. Oh. And then, so then you actually have that blood quantum and that, that bloodline deteriorates. And like over time, they just become, it was a meant, means to like encourage that and dilute. And I, don't, I don't mean to sound like a eugenics movement or anything or F, no, no, I get it. But it's just like, and that was the say. mindset then. It was like, you know, if they, over time, if the indigenous men mate with non-indigenous women, They become half and then half comes quarter, quarter comes nothing. So, this is probably like a great kind of segue, like to throw
0: in. Like, I'm Acadian, like, we've kind of talked about this a couple times. We've met, you know, in the last little bit. Um, And we have a bit of like commingling kind of history where we were kind of deported along the coast. And, you know, um, not to say I can relate to any of the travesties on your end, but, you know, um, on my grandmother's side, on the Muses, like, they very much work kind on of a co-mingling and uh
1: anyway i have a
0: matey my matey status card here nice so yeah. uh i'm part of like the i probably can't can you how would you say that properly so i don't butcher it and offend oh, I, anyone I, I can't say that you can't i
1: don't, I don't know what that one is because it's like my writing system is different oh but in terms of like like, that's a that's a lived reality, right? Like, and that's the same for um, a large portion of the African Nova Scotian population. Mm. Um, you know, many people I talk to um, are realizing that they are Mi'kmaq and they're understanding why. Because they, even at the time, it was it was worse to be indigenous than it was black. Oh. Like they weren't taking, you know, black children, forcing them into schools and, you know, abusing them or, you know, as we've seen out West, like killing them malnourishing them and burying them in a backyard. So nobody wanted to know. Oh, it was better to be black instead of being black and indigenous. And then so they get, that they gave the government right. the authority to take your children.
0: See, my uncle, it was probably like, man, over 10 years ago. Well, yeah, I would have had this card for a while. Anyway, I don't know who decided to, but they like did like, it was before like 20, you know, that uh, DNA kind of. Yeah, 23 me Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, all that stuff. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, it was before that. So they started like tracking down like the family tree and then they tracked the lineage and they're like oh yeah we actually all up to here have you know some Métis in us so uh you know they started just getting all our like paperwork in to say that we are and i know they
1: thought it was a good thing so we all did it well what that i think inherently it's a good thing to know where you come from absolutely because you understand yourself so much more
0: yeah, I think that's a huge part of like who a person is Like to understand
1: where it all started, really. And but also it's like then there's things about you that you can, you know, holistically apply if it if you need to turn that stone and to know like, you no, know, I am. This is how my people live. Maybe there's something right here. Maybe there's something I can apply that can actually help me now. Um, and that was like, again, as a, the work that I've done and working in being a support and post-secondary and. Um, you know social services and everything it's you know helping people better understand that like it's okay if you don't want to you know learn the language or if you don't want to practice the culture but no it's always there and but it is always it, but it's not like something that will it won't choose to leave you it won't it won't be upset that it's not there it will wait and it will help you when you need when it. you need it yeah yeah. and that's a and so there's a fear around that so by all means, but it's like, and that's a kind of component too. It's like this narrative or like propaganda that has been dispersed by the federal government of like Canada is this, um, is actually misleading the population and actually as a result of that, that rift, because I think if the conservative, it doesn't matter what party um, I watch what goes on and like, there's more argument and like debate on so many issues. But I think in terms of reconciliation that's one thing. Um, conservatives, NDP, Green, Liberal have to come together and be like, we all agree on this, and we're gonna pursue this no matter what. We're gonna have, you know, tripartisan right strategy Stratus of our divide across nope. other policy. Yeah, and, po- and conservatives know. can't be like, oh, you can't cut that. Like, you can't cut that budget. You like, you know, when you talk about free market, how come we weren't allowed to participate in the free market? Right. Like, we we were actually exempt. We were segregated from globalization. So it's like that like our GDP is essentially half of in community is half of what the the rest of the community because we have no exports right and we're all dependent some communities are dependent on federal funding which is a misconception when like the government's like we're putting one two like 700 million out it's like you realize that's for all the nations and all the first nation communities in Canada that we actually have to go and like fight against like put bids in and proposals against other communities to get a share of it yeah and so you know with like i think there's like upwards to like 150 distinct first nation communities or more um in canada and so it's like actually it's like there's even like when they put a a figure out it was like 330 million for post-secondary students or for first nation youth to get 10 post-secondary and that population is the fastest growing and so i ballparked it i think the math that came out so it's like if every first nation youth Attended post-secondary, they would only get hundred and fifty dollars from the government. Oh, really? But then you know that misconception: you guys get all this money. Um, you just, all, yeah, they don't look at how dispersed it is. Because well, it's like I'm looking at it from a macro level, and it's like, yeah, everybody looks like this. Oh yeah. And so, oh, what
0: did I read right here? That's what it says. Yeah. It's like they don't know or understand like the inner workings of things. Like people just kind of walk around with their eyes closed. Um, because if you don't know, you don't know. Well, what you don't know, you don't definitely don't know. That's for sure. And I just want to know more. I want to know why. I want to know the why. Well, this and is very much why I do this. I like, I like to learn and I like to know about, you know, culture, people's backgrounds, water. what what drives them. I mean, it's uh, if you don't want to learn about, what are you doing? I don't know.
1: Well, you know, and I think that's like a good segue into like, you know, the work i I do and have. Yeah, done. well, exactly. What have you been doing? Um, so in the past, essentially two years. Um, I have been working in post-secondary, so I work with NSCC and St. Mary's University as a, um, you know, was a, a culture and community liaison for NSCC, so I supported, you know, seven campuses directly of the cultural support, and that was for the students who didn't have a advisor there, um, and then half the time was then working at the central campus and, like, helping be in the point of contact for all the Mi'kmaq communities and sharing information, making sure, you know, communication was perfect, and also leading some strategy from a central standpoint. Um, and then I transitioned back to, that's when I started my master's part-time cause during the pandemic, because I was like, this is the perfect time to do right, it. Right, let's dig well, in. It's online. I right. Oh, yeah. I was like, let's do it. I was like, I want to fill. I wanna, I want want to. have no open time. Man, I oh. wish
0: I would have dug into something oh. a little. I was doing my real estate license, I guess, but it was like I wanted to stab my
1: eyes out with a fork. Yeah. Like, it was so boring. I know. And, and that's why it's like, going into a master's thesis, it was like, I actually had so much autonomy. Why I'm writing it? What's the purpose? What's the scope? And it was like very much what was in you, driving you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I did that, doing it part time. um, And then I transitioned to St. Mary's University. And um, that was a huge, uh, I wouldn't say honor. I was, I looked at that opportunity to um, not only give something back because like when I was there at SMU. I didn't know there was any other indigenous people. I didn't know if there was any other indigenous students or student athletes. Mm-hmm. And and that essentially that year, we we're able to, you know, ensure that our rights were upheld. Um, that we sure we provided accurate information. That we provided the highest quality of service that we could with the means that we had. But also, just to be accessible, like they had somebody they could count on, oh, I like, can rely be, on, be there it. every day, and um, you know, and just to. My doors open um, yeah. and I, but I had out the door policy. So I was like around campus, I would talk to people and, and looking beyond the year. Um, you know, essentially How do you mean so beyond the year of the student? Yeah, beyond the time at your time at SMU. So it's like right. like I wish someone sat me down. My first year was like, you know, football's not forever and I would have been like going. Oh. 20-year-old Chris t- would have told you
0: same thing. Like, whatever I was into then, be like, this ain't going to be yeah. it. And be like, whatever. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. I'm bro. Best. I'm going back to the gym. I'm
1: going. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, but, you know, it's like sitting down and be like, hey, like, don't rely on these things. And, like, what's... And, like, talking about, like, what I missed out on. And it's like, you know, experiential learning and networking um, and finding your passion because it's like, we all have gifts, right? And we all have skills and interests. But how do we then combine them um because it's like i almost went to did a I almost went to do a bachelor of education right and i'm fortunate enough that i didn't because i had an opportunity to work at like at risk high school mm. and i learned real quick i was like i don't have the patience to like right. i was like dude like the answer right there <laughs> i'm like you're lying to me like dog <laughs> um so it's like i'm glad i didn't do that and i was like well i wanted to be the approach i took you know and i i wasn't a, i like to say i'm not a company person i'm a community person so it's like when I'm in an institution, I'm there to support my community. Um, I'm going to be community-centered. I'm going to be student-centered. And when there's crisis, Mm. I want to be survivor-centered. I'm not going to protect the institution. I'm not going to protect the people who were accountable or responsible. We are going to have the conversation. We're going to lean into friction because, yes, it may have occurred and it may have been brought to our attention, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. (laughs) Like... I'm, this is just the first case we're hearing. Right. And like they, it took a long time to build that rapport. And I was like, the more I learned and the more, you know, uh, particularly post-secondary uh, and being a master student as well, these are some of the most colonial institutions. And by all means, this is across the country. Um, because you gotta re- like what I learned was like, you know, universities have been imported here. Um, it's a co- European construct. Well, we're all
0: starting to learn a little bit, even on uh, like my end of like what the school systems really, was, uh, you know, to put, put out Rockefeller, there, right? To right, have like
1: workers, yeah, and uh, employees, nice, yeah, nice and to, nice to be obedient, compliant employees, yeah, and not to think big picture, and so.
0: But that's what we're talking about when, like, you know, because like the big picture dream back when I was growing up was like. Like, cause I wanted to go lobster fishing. I don't care yeah. if my old man ever sees this episode. And I know that's a controversial topic and we don't have to talk about it, but. That could be another one. Right. We can do another one on that. Exactly. But like, I was very much, I'd see dad go yeah. and come and he was the man and he was the captain. And he also was a, you know, he had his own electrical outfitting. He was yeah. just like the one guy did it in the off season. Yeah. And like, I was That was it. That was for me. And I loved it. I liked the physical work. Like, I liked being physically tired. I don't know. It was just, like, fulfilling. And um, him and my grandfather, Grampy, like, guy right there, uh, was like, nope. You don't want to do that. It's too hard on you. You need to go to school. Mm -hmm. Get a university education. Not college.
1: It's
0: Not good enough. I know, right? There's a bias. Right? That's a misconception. I know. Terrible. 'Cause I could I would have did better in trades. Like I yeah. wasn't a good student. Like yeah. I need this interaction stuff. I can't just read books and oh, yeah. listen I like anyway, I say ADHD. I'm actually doing a questionnaire, but yeah, I definitely wasn't a great different. student. So I was kinda like almost like I don't want to use the term brainwash because it was just like what my p- parents thought was best. It was like university, job, job. with a pension and educ and uh Security. and uh benefits. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it's like and that's awesome for a lot of people yeah Um. but it's just like I don't know there must be More. like a better way yeah to like figure out how to get there well like you
1: know I came in I come to realize that like I don't like I don't like being oppressed um, you know right. and like especially when it's like you know I learned and I believe that you mean like somebody's like boasting to you or, or micromanage and I'm like oh I'm like whoa, whoa. like especially around I had to like, deal with
0: one of those the other day yeah.
1: Well, especially like in like the work I do, it's like I'm always indigenous focused. Right. And I'm like to a non-indigenous person, tell me I'm doing something wrong. I was like, you don't. I was like, I forgot more about being indigenous that you'll ever ner- learn. Right. Like indigenous lived experience is relevant experience, and you have to account for that. Um, but what I've learned is that you know these institutions were you know they it used to be I would I if we went back fifty years mm-hmm. and outlined in the Indian Act, I would have lost my status because I was too educated right I'm, I'm deemed too civilized too civilized. Oh. sorry to laugh but that's it's, just, it's, it's that's just terrible yeah and and so it's like the that that kind of overtone's still there mm. um and it's a challenging place and I, I i understand it more but when i was like younger i was just my blinders were on i was like i'll play football i'll just do the credit i'll graduate and then i'll figure it out then right so it's like working you with you just want to get to where you wanted to be for, i was like i was like i oh. forgot about the rest and i was just like oh, that's why i'm here and but then is sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I put in the back of my mind. I was like, I'm just gonna push through, power down. Um, I'm just wait till
0: next season. That's the right, right, right. Yeah, that eight weeks. It's a lot of misconception. Like I found myself doing too, like pushing stuff off. Like I had all this time, but no. My my wife thinks we have all this time now. I operate like I have. Like I'm running out. Like yesterday. Well, I mean, for better or for worse, I don't know. but it drives me right. I I just want to
1: get. There's things I want to do that can help more people mm. um you know that kind of like led me to a big transition in my life so i'm no longer at the university right i am uh i'm very excited to be um starting to work with kpmg nice kpmg uh, yeah
0: so that was the big change yeah so okay cool, i've cool, never cool. worked in
1: uh, for profit or for in the private sector and so um what attracted me to that was the um not only impressed about where they are as an organization, but what they're committed to, um, and talking with other people in that industry and and learning that, you know, these are the people who can help our communities. These are the people who can help us be economically sustainable and independent. And they have the, the connections, they have the know how they have the 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 resources and also in terms of, you know, advancing their reconciliation strategy. It's a creating an environment where indigenous people can go into non-indigenous sectors or non-traditional right. sectors, and so it's like even in like in my time in post-secondary, it's like I'm I'm quite observant. on um, like how people are because I want to see how what you do before I go and act and try to change things. 100%. Um, and I noticed that like you know it's always like uh, for indigenous people in education pathways, it's like you can go into social work, education, and like you know, law, or but there's never like tech or STEM. And what's know, STEM, um, you know, science, um, you know, I've been science. out of the
0: academia for a while, so I got to, it, like, don't it, get the acronyms. It would just be <laughs> like,
1: essentially like science, engineering, mathematics. Okay. So um, that kind of band of stuff. Oh yeah. Like yeah. that. That's where we're going into like technology. The smart yeah. people. Oh yeah. Those nerds. Right. Uh, <laughs> nerds. <laughs> uh, I'm a different kind of nerd. Right. I couldn't, Yeah, I love the oh, people that can do engineering that. Engineering is like, yeah, I, I was like, I wish I could. Um, and like, But, you know, that's something where I'm seeing a lot of youth are so interested in being involved in the tech sector. And it's like they they need to see that. No, it is a pathway, that there are pathways and that there's ways that we can get there. Um, And, you know, with KPMG, you know, it's providing that kind of pathway. It's like, no, you can work in the corporate sector. You can go and, you know, operate in like these different fields. And like it's what's be what's what's be let's be individual focused. Like if we, if we run like an indigenous recruitment internship program, like I want to bring them in and being like, where do you want to be? Like, what's your interest And in? Like, well, what's that? Let, have you dabble? Like, what's yeah. have you, let's see where you were passionate. Cause then it's like, boom. Like once I found like how I like to operate and it's like kind of segueing into, it's like, I got to the point where it's like, I'm launching my own advisory firm. And so me. that's and, awesome, man. Yeah. And so, because I didn't like, you know, I don't like the word consultation um, because that's like a one off. And so it's like. Right, because it's like a one time thing. Like, you're like,
0: getting a consultation
1: and then. I, when we check that at, box, right, we're done. Like, we're not doing that. I was like, I don't do yeah. that. That's not how I operate because, like, I take the approach of. Um, and, like, my company or firm is uh, called the Wabanaki Group. Um, um, and so um, the f- reason why I named it like that is because, you know, this country this nation was kind of born out of the Wabanaki region. Mm-hmm. So we're the people of the dawn. We actually see the sunrise first. So each day starts with us. Um, and then as the day goes, like these things can have a ripple effect across the country. And, right, the, right, right. and that's how I want to view it. Cause it's like, you know, and this is incredibly important because even the name is a point, is a, is a tool to educate people. In like, Oh, what does the Wabanaki mean? And I can go into that and like, as I did in the beginning. right? And to showcase, I think, like, you know, we did have a complex um, system of government. We actually had political ties. We had political systems. Um, but, you know, within that, it, it helped. I want to help other organizations. It doesn't matter what sector. It's to have, you know, meaningful engagement, meaningful collaboration, because there's a the big misconception that, like, in, you know, if you work with indigenous communities, that you have to give up something. It's like no one has to lose. I don't know why anybody would have that. Yeah. And though, and I uh, um, I take a, this is something I've learned from working with like um, very people holding an eye esteem and being, you know, from a, uh, from an indigenous lenses, like I'm not looking at, you know, n- the next quarter. I'm not looking at the next year. I want to ensure things are in place that can be stable for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really refreshing
0: to hear because I think, you know, when you look at, any other organization, I mean, I come from that too, like, you know, the consumer goods, corporate sector, it's yeah. always about the month, and then when it's not about the month, it's about the week, yeah. and it's even like, you know, sometimes midweek, it's like, how we doing? Yeah. And then it's like, the quarter, how'd the quarter go? Half mid-year. Yeah. How are we trending for the back half? Yeah. What's year to date, year to go? What do we forecast? Then we're starting in twenty it's all so short sighted that nobody's looking at the big picture. I found like that's all across the board. Politics, what can I do to make sure I get voted in yeah for the next four
1: years. And how do I play into like my consensus or like my constituents it's not
0: about thirty years out. It's about how and I get it, you gotta look out for number one to a degree. But like if you're in a role where you can make an impact, like you know, like you're saying, yeah. then it can't just be about the, like you say, the month or the quarter or the next year. It's
1: macro scale. Oh, it's just like if I can build something that um, outlasts me, that's success. If I don't need to be yeah, there, like a legacy. Oh, and it's just like these are principles. This is how we have done it. And it's like I, I always took the approach of saying I want to have proactive policy development and not reactive policy. Of course, and. And what does that mean? It means you know, you know, we gotta opening your eyes and
0: looking at what's going on.
1: Yeah, listening—not listening, but hearing people. Yeah, um, you know, we've you know for some for so long it's like operating. It's like we know what's best for. you. It's like you have no idea what's best for us, right? Um, and and people s- operate like the
0: government. Do does know that, and I think we've seen time and time again in the
1: last few years that they're definitely not the people that we should be going to all the time. I think there needs to be more of transparency i think there needs to be like i'm concerned around who are your who are you affiliated with right because it's like the big thing i saw you know you know we see you know our education system struggling our health system struggling yeah definitely but then the provincial government gives irving a tax break for non-taxing shipbuilders Mm -hmm. i was like well then or you know, you can have TAs who I mean, give them non-tax exempt, give nurses tax exemption. Then you actually see more people and qualified people go in the field, and they actually can provide a yeah, income. Maybe and maybe we have some kind of infrastructure that can service our our communities. <sighs> but it's just healthcare. like it's like you know, Irving, Irving, Irving's got enough. Yeah, They're I'm sure, sure they started, do. That's another thing. But that's one of the things I saw. It's like you know, you should vote. That should come to you know like hey we're looking at having this program put in place it's like how does that help our our you know, our education system or healthcare system that helps the province um right and they but you give this tax break and it's like um or like why do we have to build a ferry with a 14
0: 15 million dollar library attached to it well you know is, is it feasible is who voted food? for that
1: yeah like i i would like that's one thing in in our indigenous communities that like i'm advocating for and i'm trying to hold my particularly in my community which where you know, they work for me. And that's some big misconception. It's like, you know, we elected you. You're we're paying your salary. You actually work for us. Right. Um, you're not there's just, a
0: lot of that going on. Like, we're just gonna do whatever we want with oh. your money and you're just gonna let us. And it's just like a lot of people have been kind of waking up to that, I think, and been like, Hey Well, it's like I like to play that I, our money's devaluing and you're giving more money away to anybody that screams loud enough.
1: I know. And I think there needs to be uh you know, where are the root causes and where do we need this? You know, it's, I think it's invest, always investing in well, education. Well, you know,
0: in the corporate sector, too, you spend one of their dollars, they need to know. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, it's signed off, where and you spent it, how you drank it, yeah. if it's coffee, whatever, ate. Why? Why? And like, you know, you better be, you know, lock, yeah. stock, and barrel on that or they're coming for you.
1: Oh, yeah. Just deduct it from you.
0: Right? Yeah. Or you do it, no, you know, too big of an expense, no proper reasoning. You might get fired. Oh yeah, where's yeah. the accountability on the other end? Like well, all right. this money, they're taking our money. Well, it's the same thing with. And the, then they're just spending it. Oh, they don't tell us. Oh no,
1: there's no like statement. I want to of uh, I want to know why spent. Like just tell them why and being like, if you can articulate it, give me like five good reasons. I'd be like, pfft,
0: right. So like this carbon tax, for instance. The environment, the environment. Yeah, guess what? I care a lot about the environment too. So why don't you tell me where all this tax carbon is it go back
1: into green energy or where is it going? Is it like I want
0: a statement, a report at the end of the month where you took all this carbon tax money, yeah, and I want to know what we're doing to improve the environment, our planet. Yeah, where is this getting allocated? Where is it going? Or is it going to? Why is nobody asking this? Um, Because everybody's just like, yeah, well, we'll just give Trudeau this
1: this carbon tax, and uh, (sighs) I
0: guess that's. Cause gonna it's help
1: because we're, we're preoccupied dude like some people get like kids and i'm like oh shit that sucks I don't know if i can swear or not but like hey yeah, no go ahead uh, it's something but it's, we should swear but it's the same thing in the indigenous community i know man um if you're not following the news like our afn chief just got voted out because you know she's calling for a forensic audit of the organization for what um, so the assembly of First Nations is essentially like our national chief mm-hmm. and then we have like regional chiefs underneath that that mm-hmm. like support our region so like our needs are met and like they can right and, like they can have fed like their their her mandate is to work collaboratively with the Fed and so and they were, there was no so but like for years, right so it's like there's the national chief, then there's the CEO of the AFN who like operationally and so she was essentially calling for a fr- forensic audit of how the money was being spent within the organization and because, you know, for years, like we operate in our indigenous communities is just incredibly corrupt. Mm. It is by all means it's not perfect. Um, Wow because it's perfect on our end. Well like we don't have term like our like in my community, there's no term limits.
0: Right. And we're on So you can just keep getting voted.
1: Yeah. And and that what that does and we're on two year election cycles. Oh. So like yeah, you're worried about if you bring something up that's not popular you only got a year you have a year to make it viable and then so it's like people don't want to get their name on things that could be a stat like people so that's where that short term comes in eh? and it's a borderline authoritarian right i'm like that's a dictatorship mm-hmm. and that there's no opportunity it's like you can't be in council for 30 years and i was like where's your strategic plan what right. things have you championed what work have you done so it was wasn't community focused on their I, end. it's I, well that's because our that structure was never intended to be community focused in mind right um and so there's ours isn't either no like i would love to have public forums Mm. i would love to have an assembly where it's like all our mlas come and being like this is what i'm like we they have to you know come to the constituents you're like this is what i'm doing like earn your like i want to see you work like i get performance reviews who conducts yours i think you should come to the community and we give it. (laughs)
0: yeah 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 let's yeah and like
1: and you know what it's tally like, the tape here what have you said also, you're gonna do what have you done yeah and what, did you do it good yeah and what what but also what did you learn yeah and where can we improve um and and how do you instill confidence Yeah, because right now it's like there's not much well it's like i'm in anything i do i try to instill confidence in what i do and why i do it and to articulate why And because then it's like, no, then we can actually have more proactive conversations on how we get to that. And if that doesn't work right now, well, what can we do to do that? And so, um, you know, and, and that's like a big component of my master's is focusing on the Marshall decision, which you probably would be aware of. Right. Um, and how it didn't decide anything like Supreme court of Canada came down and laid down this decision of like, yeah, this is all firm, but it's like, what does that mean? It's like, yeah, or we have treaty rights, but how does that coexist with the commercial fishery? Right. And then also the fact that now the UN has recognized what indigenous rights are and Canada actually, not only did Canada vote against that international legislation in 2007, but now the United Nations Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People has passed the Royal Assessment, so it's becoming federal law, mm-hmm. which it outlines uh, that indigenous people have the right to self-determination, which means we're the masters of our identity, we get to dictate how our lives are lived, at, lived out and also that we have the right to autonomy and autonomous function. And we actually get to be we are an integral part of those decisions that affect our autonomy, including financing our autonomy. Um, and so what I'm arguing in my thesis is that that decision completely needs to be reexamined. And so, like, because it's a m- huge misconception where the the. Department of Fisheries says they have the authority to regulate treaty rights. This is not a regulation issue. It is a rights issue. It is a hum- it is my inherent human right, which is protected by the Constitution. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the quota. And so if the if it's a addressed appropriate way, you know, we talked about this prior. And it's like right. what does it look like? It's like, well, we actually have to look at it that way. Instead right. of being like Oh, you can, you can only fish to have a moderate livelihood. It's like, why don't we have a modern one? That's, yeah, right. That's on par with yeah, non-Indigenous yeah. fishermen. Well. And what? And, and, and also, no one's defined modern moder- moderate livelihood. Is it mean there's the average average salary or household income on reserve, which is half of what the average household income is off reserve, or is it means to individual center based like, like family based to provide sustenance? a family of five what is that what is that number what's a family of four yeah, there's really but also, been no work on that eh? no not for 20 years and that's why yeah. we keep running into this issue it's like okay yeah. what does that mean oh and also you know when non-indigenous fishers and the, the federal government too in, two th- in 2003 in the burnt church crisis mm-hmm. um, and they did it multiple times they actually violated the peace and venture treaty which states that like we will not molest you know, molest means like adhere or like deter you. We're first. not supposed to hurt each other. Yeah, and yeah. when we wouldn't molest settlers in establishing new settlement without consultation or collaboration, and then also that we would not be molested, and this is just the language of the treaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's all ingrained here. Right. But we won't be molested in exercising our treaty right of fishing right. and hunting. Um, but what what does that mean now when we that actually has happened? Mm-hmm. And so that should be the first thing. It's like it's terrifying, and we're calling for military support. And no one comes, right? Like people are getting hurt, women, children. Mm -hmm. Like women are on those protest lines. Like our community members are there. They're trying to feed their family, with because like those systemic barriers are still in place. And like, yeah,
0: definitely, we've seen it for sure. And
1: and but like, I think until that's why it motivated me to like approach this, you know, legislation in the way I have, is to a grin. It's to create a system that is um dynamic. That means it can evolve and change, yeah. and, and can be enabled to do what it was in, intended to do. It means to support the First Nation community and protecting our rights instead of a, a static system that is in place to kick the can down the line. Right? Like we're still these getting, are the rules forever and ever and ever. That's yeah, it's like it's not how it and works, it's like, and it's protected by the Constitution. I know. And so it's 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 like well, and then they want to go back and like kind of dictate it. It's like well, let's go back and you know it's like it can go both ways and it's, oh if you want to amend our treaty no that doesn't mean it doesn't get abolished. we just can it's called what's have kind of a new deal yeah let's go back Let's come and to figure the it's it come to the table and needs like, have changed the game's changed yeah and you know what's uh what's fair it's like you know what what's the what's the quota set up for the you know for the country yeah yeah how's the biomass of yeah. the lobster looking and you know what we get half half of that quota so it's like safe um you know, if it's like 300 tons, it's like, all right, 150 tons is allocated for the Mi'kmaq fishery. And if we don't meet that quota, you know what, then that we, we set that aside or you can buy back, you can, non, we can then uh, allocate that over or then, you know, it, but there's no process like that. It's like, that's in some instances in the States, mm. they said, nope, some nations have half, they get half of that resource. Um, Cause it's like, you know, or, <laughs> or. Uh, you know, we can just go and fish as much as we want. And, but it's like, that's not our way. Um, but I think there needs to be a, this is a historical and a contemporary issue. And we actually have to acknowledge, first of all, like, go all the way back and say, the Mi'kmaq, the Wustuwek are sovereign nations. And what makes a nation? You know, it's having a shared geographic, geog- geog- geography. Mm-hmm. We have that. We have a shared culture. And we have a shared language, a common language and borders right so we are a nation um and so we actually have to have diplomatic ties and diplomatic and and respects because it's like you have to treat us as delegates um and i and i and i and i firmly believe that because like once that approach and views applied you would see it come to the table with respect and that you know we should be a part of the un because then we can actually impose sanctions because like right now it's like what does the government do they're like on the internet, we you you boards of the state, so we don't have that, right? Um, and so there needs to be like, so it's like in NATO, it's like it's a, a peace and friendship treaty, Atlantic treaty. You know, how come we can't call upon you know, and our that treaties with the the Great Britain, right? You know, how come they don't step in and say like, why are you oppressing these people? Why are you violating because like a treaty right is a human right, so our human rights are being violated, right? And it's a essentially a crime against humanity, but you know, when a European nation is under distress, the whole world. Because, uh, you know, they're like, oh my God, look at these people. I know, wow. um, You know, it's the same thing too. It's like they call the Holocaust a genocide. Um, you know, the same things the federal government did. They segregated us. Um, they took our children. They killed some. But they also track us by numbers, like status numbers. And and a means of, to oppress us and make sure what we do. And it's the same thing. Right. It's all just trying to like, you know, you know, as we you know, plow through this, it's, you know, with everything going on, as you said, it's like you asked, you kind of proposed to me with a big question. It was like, what are we doing well? Well, that's what was my next
0: question is like, what are we doing well right now? And like, you know, where can we improve? And well, like, I was like,
1: wolf, like, that's a big question for a Saturday, Chris. So I, was like, You've, I was like, where do we begin such? A, well, I just like name of maybe a few things, you know, I have to. Well, it's like, what do you define as well?
0: well things that would be uh positive actions towards like you know so reassimilation in like a good way like in like in terms of like not reassimilation that's not a good word but like um you know how do we come to the table and make everything you know fair and equitable like yeah. you know isn't that you know kind of what we're here for like in general as a population like we're we're all on this big blue rock together. Oh, yeah. Flying through space. So, right. I mean, it's just crazy to me that people just can't kind of kind of collaborate, come together, and, like, get a solution that works for everybody. But it's all, right. you know, at the end of the day, it's all greed and money, and it's that's what it is. It's like, yeah. well, nobody wants to let go of anything for anybody else but themselves. And then that's just, you know, where we get stuck, I think. So it's like, yeah. you know, has there been any improvement, like, on, like, well, we have this, and you know, you we feel like, you know, um, you I know. don't mean to use the fishing thing as an example, but it's like you know, this is something that yeah. is like federally controlled, and you know, you guys want the moderate lot. Like, has there, you know, nothing? Not spe- yeah, isn't like in, in none t- in that area, but maybe
1: in some oh. other spheres, has there been any advancement on? I can I can confidently say that, you know, it's a hard thing to portray, but it, it it's actually been the same. So it's just been kind of stagnant, and but they, you know they use the the term reconciliation has just been a buzzword now. And well, that's they, why I ask because yeah. it's like it's been like a
0: you know we yeah. put the holiday in, and it's like, well, what are we I, actually doing? I like, I, you
1: know, I am all for the days of recognition. Like, um, that's why like I'm happy to be here after June, right? Um, because it's like, it's like you know, for me, I talk to people, so you know, every day is Indigenous People's Day. It's like every day is Indigenous History Day. Like, I live that. And so, um, in terms of, like, I think we should just... You now, that's, like, the basis of my business is, like, why do you want to do this? and and, But what does it mean to you? And are you meeting that? And put it on... P- write it down because those are your words and your principles and how you approach this. And you need that. It needs to be centered to you. Because um, my vision of reconciliation is not yours, nor is it anyone's. And... And so and it it varies across the country, and so how do we essentially it's um i' taken I've come to the conclusion that it took about three hundred years to get to this point, right? It's gonna take roughly seven hundred to get us out to get us back to where we think we need to be, you think like like into into be because it's a lifelong journey, we have to approach this as a lifelong commitment to You know, acknowledging our past, decolonizing ourselves, decolonizing our nation and reestablishing that nation to nation relationship and to coexist peacefully. Because I think in essence, you know, in the term, the name peace and friendship is that's how our every, every single issue or every single conversation should be based on first. Well, are we going to have peace? and how do we build upon the friendship how is it going to what how is that the outcome instead of being like you no know, you're going to be happy with your x amount of percent it's like no that's not we're not here we're here to establish di- diplomatic ties you get your house in order we'll ensure our, our community abides by what we lay down and and also it's a reestablishing too like as a community it's like we, we used to the chief used to have to hear every voice in the community and that means youth In elders and not someone who's 18 it was like what do the children want and what's the best informed decision and then i can and if they can articulate why it's a a good process or a good decision the community votes on it and like some communities only have a few like a thousand people so it's like you know that's your job is to consult with us and collaborate with our communities like um, i never asked to be oppressed i never asked to be assimilated so it's like In some instances i don't even recognize you know my chief of council because it's like you're a remnant you're 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 a tie over from the colonial era you are this this system is and essentially colonial and you don't talk to us you don't what the needs are you don't know what kids want to know where where our interests lie Mm. and and also what are the needs of like it varies so much and so so would you say the basic step one is just like communication? I think it's ongoing commitment to communication. So it's like, mm. you know, you know. Well, it's first and foremost, it's you know, stop appointing non-Indigenous people to be ministers of our affairs. Yeah, it seems a little counterproductive, yeah, and so for and, sure. and like also, in terms of like participating in f- local and provincial and federal government, we need to redesign. You know where where we're our um where our ridings. So it's like particularly like in my community, um we are very fortunate that I say fortunate, but we're in the city of Fredericton. So we're in within the municipality, but yet we're zoned with a different neighborhoods. And so it's like non indigenous people represent our community in local affairs. What I'm advocating for is that my community, St. Mary's First Nation, be rezoned and actually only a person who resides in that community who is a community member can be voted in. And then what that does is then it always has an indigenous person looking out for the, indigenous and, and, and then the same thing for the provincial MLA and federally. And so it's like, no. And then if you see that across the country, it's like, Oh, then you'll actually have indigenous people in the room. And then, then Trudeau or whomever, you know, Houston, Blaine Higgs, doesn't matter there will always be an indigenous person in government from the community who can then take that role of minister of indigenous affairs and minister of Ilnu affairs and that it's done the right way and that they come from the community be like i know what's going on and they can be like because it's like once you're in and once you see what's going on you're like oh my goodness and it's it's i guess it's like some people it's like i'm like do you want to know Sounds like a pretty reasonable approach to me. Well, like, and you set that in place, then you actually because it's like those it's it's a hard thing. It's like, you know, for example, it's like if I were to one for office, I'd have to talk to non-Indigenous people. Like, oh, you're just going to advocate for Indigenous issues. I'm like, well, yes and no, right? Um, but that's a hard conversation. It's tough, yeah. and so it's like, how does that? How do like? I'm like, I'm looking and I'm like, you don't know, like, you know, you know, a jury of my peers, like, that's not my peers. Right. And so it's like, how can we have the, like, we can never have until we get to that point. that's just, that like, would be a starting point. Um, and I, and I view it as like, we're, you know, it's acknowledging that what is currently happening is not the truth. And so it's yeah, like, I think there's it, a lot of, so it's like, we, they're like, we're committed to reconciliation. I'm Like, what is your commitment? Right, like, tell me what you're able to commit now and long term. What's the goal? We need we need to constantly redefine what our definition of excellence is or success Mm. is. Don't you find there's too much of that bandwagon crap too? Like, oh,
0: we're all for it. It's like, okay, cool. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm like, well, the same with like reconciliation or like. You know, everybody hung their, their, the flag for Ukraine in their window. And
1: well, it's, it's like, like, you're not going over there. It's like, <laughs> it's like we're, on the we all lines. support.
0: It's like, okay, cool. Did you donate? Did you, what did you do? Are you going there? No, you, you just want to hang the damn flag in your window. It's Cause for clout. you want to tell everybody else you did it. It's a, uh, for clout. And, you know, And it does, you know, does too much of that crap.
1: And I'm like, I go, and like the people I work with in different capacities, like with P4G and, um, you know, it's like, um, in the wanders too. Well, companies do it too, man. Oh, and I'm like, Hey, like. Um, selling orange shirts is great it raises awareness it's great um but when there's like again when there's an exchange of money where's the money going where is it oh yeah and how much are you making right um is how much of it um, are they is going to the right
0: places and how much do you take i'm not saying that's happening i'm just saying for anything and not the orange shirts
1: and so but it's you know and say you know what is the truth? And what is the truth is that this was a genocide. This is a crime against right. humanity. Whose do it be accountable for? How do we put things in place that this doesn't happen again? Um, and I feel like until we have that conversation and until that's been a part of the agenda, until that's been a, always in the conversation, like that always has to be a part of anything. So it's like, oh, the carbon tax. How does that impact the indigenous community? We are, you know, Millbrook sells a lot of gas. Right, and it's like well, we didn't we, we didn't want to take that's against our like beliefs of you know, um, maintaining balance with the nature. So it's like, you know, should we be able to exempt from that carbon tax and charge gas lower, like and I don't think I, that carbon tax should exist to start with. But. Uh, but like it's like all these things. It's like it's never at the forefront of like you know, yeah, this is. But how does it impact the indigenous community locally, right. nationally, and until we're considered always considered not an afterthought i think that's where we'll actually start seeing improvement um because like even in new brunswick like i'll always speak to my nation and what happens because i will never say i know like i can never say i will never give you false knowledge but all i can say is is like that's what happens in new brunswick it's like we're always an afterthought it's like it was never taken like what is the ramifications if we do this it's like hey is this deal good Is it, does it work for you? Does it help you? Does it, is there, is there, how do we improve this deal? Instead of like the government just scrapped it without, without giving notice too? they broke, they violated. It's like, why doesn't the fed step in and being like, what are you doing? Like, I've never seen like the people, like some people who are in office. I'm like, how can they like, like, I don't like saying this, but it's like some politicians and particularly in New Brunswick are racist, but yet no one cares. And it's like, that's terrifying. It's like we've been able to see that, and it starts with um, um, education. And how do we, you know, because it's like I lived I I, I didn't know what a prime minister was until I went to high school. I was like, I don't to know that. I was like, I'm, you know, learning. I'm sovereign, I'm Indigenous, Wiltquay. Yeah, I'll be
0: honest. I had no interest in any of it for the longest and time, and it's
1: complex it's meant to be complex so it deters people from trying to figure it out but once you figure it out well, i mean now like oh I,
0: yeah i keep a pretty close eye oh yeah you.
1: i, I want to know what you're doing yeah oh it's like and i said it to like my family or whoever i work i'm like if, I, if you don't have you don't want my full attention no just let me do what i love to do let me work with the aus and do sport i want right. to help like just either you're in or you're in the way is essentially like the approach i take it's like you know
0: Man, I, me too. It's either you're in or you're out. Yeah. I ain't on this earth for half committed people. Like, sorry. Yeah. You
1: can't, there's some things you just can't serve right. a fence on. And it's,
0: it yeah. it's, it's, it blows my mind. I'm but. going one way and it's forward. And if you want to come with me, better keep up. <laughs> Cause I don't got time to slow down.
1: Yeah. But no, uh, I think. You know, and asking you asking that question, I wanted to ask you like, what do you define as well? And it's like when you said those things, it's like you know, we don't do any of that, that's not none of that's going on. So it's like, well, in, that and then in reality, it's... you don't know what you
0: don't know, right? I had no idea. That's why I had you here. Yeah. Cause, you know, because we have always had awesome conversations, and I want to I want to know what's going because you hear all this stuff, you read all this stuff, and
1: it's like we've learned. Well, you can't really rely on all that. No, and like I don't rely on words, um, because when you use when you're giving a speech or your address. Um, words can lead to lies, or actions cool. lead to results. Yeah. And so I was like, "Show me what you're doing. What are, What are you willing to do? And what's your commitment? What's the deadline? Yeah. Who's accountable? just don't say it. Oh. Write it down. Write like make it real. Right? Yeah. And like and let and let people do the work. Because it's like when I was at the institution, and like there's there's a by all means there's so, there's so many great people that are on these campuses, and in within organizations, they just want to do the work like like let me help you let me uh, like, i want to do that I'll, we'll I'll find like people are keeping us keeping people oh, back from it they're like oh we don't want to do that yet yeah, or it's right. like oh that'll will, that'll will, that'll will don't have money for that right now yeah. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll waste it on something else yeah it's just like well useless yeah and so um you know it's i think until we start having the conversation like that it's like and then also it's like it's never it'll never be good enough i was like i'll it's like never it'll never be enough I'm like, it's tough to make up for bad decisions for sure. Um, and of course, but it's like what I can get behind is effort. And because it takes no talent, or it, it takes no talent to be a good person. It takes no. effort. Yeah, you're right. And like and that means doing the right things, the little things every day, and like and abiding by them. And like, you know, I abide by the laws. I, you know, that's why they're there. And like the UN put these down, Canada reaffirmed them. It's time for us to start talking about what does that mean in self-determination and respecting it and being like, I have to, this is law. You know, I'm not running around killing people and, you know, I'm not stealing things. It's, you know, and this is going to be law soon. And so um, there needs to be a process to, for, you know, that's what kind of motivated me to get in that space of advising is, you know, it's coming. I think it's best to have that Let's have that conversation now and 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 well, how does that fit into the long term, and are you prepared for that, and if not, what's it's better to have it done now instead of when it what happens when it passes legislation and gets enacted, and it's like, boom, well, it's reactive, right we're back
0: we're back to that reactive crap, yeah,
1: you gotta get ahead of it for sure, oh, exactly,
0: man, I think that's a great place to kind of put a pin in it. I mean, we've had a few conversations in the last few months. I've always enjoyed them um kind of opens your eyes to you know, some stuff that's going on and what's not going on and yeah. where we need to kind of move forward. Because, I mean, I'm a big believer in, like, you know, we can get somewhere where everybody has, you know, something worth something. And, you know, we're all, like I said, we're all on the big blue rock together. We all got to get along. There's a, oh, so yeah. much bad going on that, like, I'm sure we can do a little
1: bit of good here moving forward. And, like you say, communications oh, step one. And just being, like, you know, I'm never – I used to not have like confidence um but i was always like very quiet but it's like now it's um i'm comfortable with what i don't know and but like what i learned is like i want to understand things and that means it's like i gotta have the conversation i gotta be i gotta put my bias aside and i have to go i don't i don't know i'm gonna tell you right now i don't have the answers Mm. but what i know and how I view the world, and what I've seen, and all those things culminated into how I approach things, and ultimately, it's like, if you want to do it right, you know, I'll, I'll listen, and like, I'll, but I'll I'll never lie to you, and say, like, that's a great plan, cool, I'll be like, honestly, you gotta start over, um, and that was, like, a thing I did with, like, when I teach people beating, and, like, sometimes it's, like, they're, like, is this good, I'm, like, cut it off, we gotta start over, and they're, like, what? I'm, like, yeah, it's okay, but let's just do it right, Be patient. Um, Do the little steps and we'll get there. And once we're complete, we can move on. And because once it's done right, we don't have to come back to it. Um, Or we can build it in a way that there's pathways to, for allow for evolution. Um, Because a lot of these things that are coming or like are deemed scare people because they think of it as a revolution, which is fast and swift and um, really causes like a power vacuum. But, What I I try to share with people is like, no, this is let's evolve, like let's evolve as a society together. Let's coexist together, and like, you know, we can't change the past. We can never, I can never go back and change that. I can, I can't even go back in my, I can't go back to tomorrow. Yeah, but what I can do, move forward. What I can do is take account, take stock of what I did wrong, what I did right, um, reflect, and let's plow ahead. And I am like, you know, I made mistakes. I am gonna mess up. Tomorrow, I'm going to mess up on my way home. I'm going to mess up. You know, I probably messed up a million times in this podcast. But, like, I don't care. I just know that um, I'll learn from it because it's an experience. 100%. And I'll be the better for it. And, like, that was the best thing I learned, actually, from sports was, like, my defensive coordinator, Bryce Fisher, was just, like, you know, our season's only eight weeks. So if your football sucks, I want to tell you it sucks because we don't have time. And as you said, it's like, you're learning now. There's not a lot of time, like every second counts. And so it's like, well, if we're not, if we're actually not in a position where we're, we're making progress, it's like, I'm in the way. And so it's like, that's one of the big things I always take account of is like, am I holding it back? If it's me, I got to step away. Cause it's like, you know, there'll be a point where it's like, I'm not right for this. I was like, I got to move out. And like, you know, we all have to have that kind of mindset. And it's like, well, let's give people the opportunity. Like in my community, they always like, we want youth to be involved. It's like, well, stop hoarding these opportunities right? and and actually put initiatives in force. Cause then we have new ideas. Then we have innovation and then it creates more, um, you know, you know, revenue and all those things. But it's like, let's invest in education in our communities. Let's invest in research and development. Um, how do we develop as a organization? How do we develop as a community? And, you know, what does that mean? How do we, how do we have a system in place and who are we bringing in to, you know, it just doesn't have to be indigenous people. Like, I learn a lot from non-indigenous people as well. Like, in terms of like starting a new business, it's like I'm talking with lawyers, I'm talking with people in the industry. I'm like, yeah, it's a share of knowledge, and like, you know what? I don't have that figured out, but it's like I'm coming to you, right. Just like as you would come to me, and like we both have, we all have value, and I think if we can collaborate, it creates a, a much more meaningful impact absolutely well i think we'll end it there man yeah
0: communication collaboration we gotta get people to the table figure it out figure out how we can move forward and you know just do the right way do it the right way so thanks again um really appreciate it always love the conversation yeah looking forward to the next one of course and uh yeah let's go out there and enjoy this beautiful
1: day of course that's the goal now thanks again bro thank you for having me chris i really appreciate it
0: you're welcome thanks so much